everyone, and welcome back to the Wellness Talks. I'm your host, Jonathan Ehrenberg. I am a mental health blogger, a published author, um, retired firefighter, and a person who worked in long-term care. So I've been around either death or destruction or mental illness and other conditions for almost my entire adult life. And um, lo and behold, here I am sitting here today um, with a major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So I think um, at this point, um, coupled with my background in addictions counseling, that I have a well-rounded kind of view of mental health, the mental illness, and um, have built a, a sufficient amount of c- compassion for people who are vulnerable in our society. And but people with mental illness are generally some of the most vulnerable people within the populace. And with that said, um, our inclination as mental health advocates is to go after ridding the stigma that surrounds mental health conditions, and rightfully so. I mean, it's an admirable um, thing to do, and uh, it's very well um, needed, I think. However, if I may play devil's advocate of sorts for a moment. Is it really fair for us to expect people who have zero experience within their own life to comprehend what a person goes through? And furthermore, is it really fair for us to demand or expect that because we are symptomatic at some point, say we have a rather lengthy period of depression, is it really fair for us to expect those around us to completely 100% understand without any human emotion or um, any human characteristic involved at all? And what I mean by that is... um, So, is it really fair that we expect, say, our partners, for example, to be completely 100% understanding and totally 100% empathetic um, to, um, let's say, a PTSD um, moment of um, agitation, which are common within the disorder? I mean, after all, humans are prone to their own emotional responses to um, outside stimulus. And let's be quite honest, much of these particular mental health symptoms are very unpleasant, not only for the person that's suffering, but also for the person on the receiving end. Now, I also think it's important to say that I'm not beating up on 
um, us, the mentally ill. I'm just merely saying that sometimes um, we have to view things from the lens of human frailty or our susceptibility to, um, you know, making errors and misjudgments and, you know, having our own shit to deal with. Um, so sometimes I think, you know, as much as I would like people not to laugh their head off at me when I jump 15 feet in the air because my startle response is so high, or that they look at me rightfully so with a bit of horror when I'm having a moment at, you know, um, what seems to them as a moment of agitation towards someone who's, um, uh, you know, triggered me, you know, for example. They're not going to look at that and say, PTSD, oh, poor thing, and pet me on the head and tell me to go about my business. So, just for an example, the other day, I had been, unfortunately, unable to cope with several rather frustrating moments that happen in rapid succession. Um, you know, trying to get a hold of um, organizations. Each organization has a switchboard and then followed by a bunch of red tape and seemingly departments full of people who aren't sure how to answer your questions even though that um, appears to be what they're hired for. So that happened, you know, five or six times in a row, and then I was supposed to uh, see my doctor to book an appointment, and I went in in person because the phones weren't working, right? The phones decided that they weren't going to work after all this other um, bunch of challenges that I was really overwhelmed with. And so I essentially and very regretfully had taken it out on the very nice receptionist that was there and uh, you know, I wasn't kind and um, I could see that she was vis- visibly shaken by my uh, progressive approach now I was kind of locked into this um, PTSD rager is what I call them and um, I would never use that as an excuse but the reality is, is that's where I was at at the time um, but uh, something happened in me at that moment when I saw that she was so visually um, taken back by my behavior that and the lady that was next to me looked at me like this guy's the biggest jerk that ever walked and I suppose I deserved it you know and from an outward just purely observational point of view and uh, I mean I would have thought the same thing honestly had I seen it for myself and but something in me decided just her actions or something and uh, 
I ended up apologizing profusely. Um, and people always come up with this, oh, it's okay, but, you know, if you have a tendency to blame your mental disorder for every um, indiscretion that you project onto the world, um, anger moments and all these kind of things, if you use it all the time as an excuse, um, I'd have to say that that's not, um, that's not the right way to handle that. And so when she said, that's okay, I quickly responded with, no, it's not. And I'm very, very sorry that you had to bear the brunt of my being overwhelmed. And, and, uh, and I was very sincere about it because um, it's not me. survival instinct to go at whatever's around you and what I can be grateful for is that those particular type of incidents are few and far between so I am um, grateful for that however getting back to what I was saying earlier about um expecting people to um, understand completely um, what goes on in the mindset of somebody with mental illness. Um, for that lady there who was visually frightened herself, um, her own fight-or-flight response was activated and therefore um, me having any kind of logical conversation about what was taking place um, didn't apply and uh, I'm not sure that um, I deserved uh, the uh, apologies and the professionalism that I got um, but with that said I do believe that um, people need to be better educated around mental health conditions and thereby and therefore rather um, trying to at least understand and be a bit more gentle, in which, thankfully, this really professional uh, medical staff had, had been. And, uh, so, what I'm saying is that uh, if you're having an episode, and there's a lot of us out there that are having all kinds of symptoms as a result of our depression or uh, borderline personality disorder they all kind of have their own subset of produced behaviors as a result of the neurological um, the neurological um, the neurology based around the disorder I should say and It's, it's not it's not easy to, to run around the world but you will be observed in a way that's 
being judged and uh, if the world was more educated and understanding perhaps we would have a little less stigma and a little more kindness anyway I uh, just think that it's sometimes more realistic to think or at least not to think that you deserve um, to have somebody uh, like a hall pass because you've had some sort of issue now with that said um, you're our partners and our loved ones and our professionals our bosses um, really do need to have a better understanding of what we need at any given moment so um, and what I mean by that is simply so a depressive episode um, I can sit into a room where I am I am there for a week and it's nothing to do with anyone else but me and um, if we could have people understand that the withdrawal isn't personal, it's not because of them, those kind of things, um, support us, sometimes we might not eat, so if you can bring us a, maybe a glass of water and just set it on the uh, nightstand, or some easy food that we can munch on when we find uh, energy to do so, but um, that would be great, you know, those little things, just it will pass just please if you care write it out with me and this is what I need from you when those happen and that's also our responsibility to say this is how this behaves and this is what I need please don't take it personal I will run away from you when I start to if I become agitated or into a PTSD rager as I call them as I said and that's not because I want to get away from you it's because I'm symptomatic and I need the space because I can't stop. If I'm continually confronted with a stimulus, it won't wind down. Those are the kind of things I think that we can expect from people who don't experience mental illness. But to, um, I caution people to... Um, Um, I caution people to, to not expect um, the world to completely understand because it's as unfair to them as it is to us that we completely understand where they come from. Right? So um, I think it's just an important balance. And we have to teach people how to, how to treat us. We need to teach people how to to understand you could sit down and you know talk about depressive major depressive disorder if you have it and what the symptoms are and what kind of plan we can come up with that'll help maybe you have more than enough rooms in your house and when you are in a depressive episode that could be your quiet room you know you could sleep for a week a few days what have you and those things you could arrange those things we're I don't think we're very good at that but there's all kinds of things you can do. So, with that said, 
I would like to leave that um, as is for today. Um, just something to think about anyway. And uh, But before I go, I'd like to take the time to thank everyone who listens to the Road to Mental Wellness, uh, or sorry, the Wellness Talks, and who is a, who stops by and reads the Road to Mental Wellness.com, my blog, where I talk about my lifelong struggles and also have, uh, from time to time, uh, contributing writers add to the blog. And thank you, everyone, who has bought the book, The Road to Mental Wellness, which chronicles my lifelong battle with mental illness from the time I was little until the time or up until present day and in it there is a bunch of things in which I had done to improve my mental health and uh, and made my journey so much easier and probably saved me um, several times so with that said Maybe you can get something out of the book. And if you'd like to buy your own copy, you can do so at theroadtomentalwellness.com. Or you can stop by uh, Amazon, type in The Road to Mental Wellness, and you can buy it there. Okay. Thank you once again. And uh, I hope to see you next time here on The Wellness Talks. Bye-bye now.